You'll be hanging out with me, Jennifer, tonight. I am one-third of Dream Infringement, which usually includes Bobby Castillo and co-host on the show and co-host in life. They have a snazzier way of saying it, and I think it rhymes, and now I can't think of what it is. Uh, it's not co-hosts in life and also my wife, but maybe it could be that. Anyhow, <laughs> that would be Emily Castillo. And then me, Jennifer, and I approve of this message. I should. I wrote it, after all. So, I wanted to do this very spunky, like, 2021 year in review. Huzzah! Yay! Excitement. But I forgot what 2021 was like while I was on a disassociative rampage where I didn't watch the news and just watched a lot of Korean rom-com dramas, played with my behemoth kitten, and painted some rocks. I didn't start off this episode in the greatest mood. I was like reviewing 2021 and I was like, man, a lot of subpar things happened this year and then I'm like well we'll just we'll close the chapter 2021 we'll file it away but 2021 was like oh oh wait let me just get one more event in there I, th- I think we have room for just like one just one more like little thing one more little thing to happen and I was like 2021 what is it 2021 I'm scared what are you gonna do and 2021 was like relax. I'm just a construct. Time has no meaning. This is just some sort of measurement humanity has imposed upon itself. Don't take it personal. And I was like, 2021, it it feels personal though. It, It really does feel personal. 2021 looked at me and said, yeah, does it? This is my last day and I'm going to take Betty White with me. And I said, no, and the whole world cried out at once, no. She was going to turn 100 on the 17th. She was so close to being a centenarian. We all wanted that for her. We were holding out for this. So I'll just take a moment in tribute and reminisce, and I'm going to play the theme song from the Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. Let's start off with a really nice disclaimer that my opinions and statements don't reflect the opinions of KSKQ, the other shows, or even my co-hosts, and that I am not a news source. This is my interpretation of things I've read while admittedly trying not to read about them. Just my opinions. And someone once told me, opinions are like noses. We all have them, but you can only pick your own. So with those empowering words, let us move forward into January 2021. I think it's news to no one that rioters stormed the Capitol on January 6th, especially because we just hit the one-year anniversary or riot-aversary, and people are still talking about it and trying to break down the events that happened that day. To summarize, people were trying to overturn Trump's defeat in the 2020 presidential election by disrupting the electoral vote. They believed that the election had been rigged. They broke into the Capitol. Things escalated quickly. And to date, over 700 people have been charged with varying crimes. 
And according to the New York Times, seven deaths have been connected with this event. There's this quote by Terry Pratchett that says, The IQ of a mob is the IQ of its most stupid member divided by the number of mobsters. I think this quote could be rephrased to, The IQ of a mob is the IQ of its most stupid member divided by the number of social media posts made by the mobsters. Because the role social media and online forums played in this is one that I personally find intriguing and alarming, and intriguing because it is alarming, and on account of the fact that I am neurodivergent, looking up weird things sometimes is how I self-soothe. Algorithms has been on my favorite word list for a while. What is it? It's a sequence of instructions. Computationally, they're usually set up to make us buy things or support things. This is where a machine mutes humanity and manipulates us. They're there to make sure the options that we see are the options that somebody wants us to see. Only the parameters, there's not always a lot of quality control. In real life, if I look up vacuum cleaners, suddenly the ads in my social media, my email, and ads I see when I pull up unrelated articles are going to be all about vacuum cleaners. That is an algorithm at work. An electronic narrative has now been created for me. I am a person who needs a vacuum cleaner and sometimes also for my friends. Remember episodes back when Emily did that experiment to see if Google was listening and if it would show her ads of things that she just talked about but didn't search? And she started seeing ads for nursing scrubs, which is something Adara had been researching while sitting near her. Because programs are written to know where you are, who you are, who your friends are, and to assume you might be interested in some of the same things. Now, if you're me and sitting by me, you might see a lot about cats and Asian celebrities. So for a person going deeper and deeper down the conspiracy rabbit hole, things can escalate pretty quickly for them and their associates. So imagine a human being is on the edge of a full conspiracy theory breakdown and they find a group of people just like them and they get what's called an echo chamber effect. This is where a group all thinking the same things, all agree with each other, and have their opinions constantly echoed back to them, which reinforces their individual belief systems due to the declining exposure to anybody else's opinions. While at the same time, social bots are hard at work. These are computer programs that mimic real people, sometimes very well, typically used for ad fraud or to spread misinformation and propaganda. So all these fake accounts start posting and posting, and then real people start reposting. It's estimated that 9 to 15% of active Twitter accounts may be social bots. 13% of all users sharing conspiracy narratives are suspected bots. Where are they from? What's their agenda? Oh, I'll tell you. Researchers noted that Ghana and Nigeria had launched information campaigns to target left-leaning users about the Black Lives Matter movement. Saudi Arabia and Turkey also had high engagement with right-leaning users, Russia and China, mostly targeting left-leaning fringe groups and conservative groups. So in some cases, the loudest online voices talking about conspiracies are the true conspiracy. And we can see by the results of the spread of misinformation, these campaigns are very effective. After this, Trump was suspended from almost all social media sites, specifically Twitter. But to break it down, Trump tweeted over 25,000 times during his presidency. That's like 17 times a day for four years. That's a lot of information. Opinion incoming, it's been a lot more peaceful since they took his Twitter away, because sometimes it was a little scary. Like remember when he was making fun of Kim Jong-un and North Korea was experimenting about how far missiles could travel in our direction? I don't miss waking up to that. So it is time for a song break. This song is a edited for radio version 
of Welcome to the Internet by Bo Burnham. Good, I interest you in everything all of the time. A little bit of everything all of the time. Apathy's a tragedy and boredom is a crime. Anything and everything all of the time. Still in January. During Biden's inauguration, Bernie Sanders wore giant brown mittens, and the images went viral because they are hilarious. He's sitting on a folding chair with his legs crossed, his wrists crossed, and his little blue mask, and these very giant mittens taking center stage. However, the lesson is that if you are an elderly gentleman, do not be afraid to make bold choices with your winter wardrobe as it could pay off. On January 8th, he was able to raise $1.8 million for Vermont charities with those very same mittens. Moving on to February, engineers at MIT announced that they have engineered spinach to send emails when detecting explosive materials in the groundwater as part of plant nanobionic research. Cool. I've always wanted to communicate with my salad. Can they get the spinach to email me when it's starting to go bad in the fridge? Because that would be helpful. Is the nanobionic research spinach like also supposed to be a food source or do we just leave that alone? I also kind of feel like worms would be more suited to this work. They just seem more sentient to me than spinach does, like more capable of composing an email than than spinach. Maybe worms are too rebellious. They're too, they're free thinkers. They're three free movers under the ground, whereas spinach is more loyal. We're still in February. This brings us to the Texas power grid failure. Fun fact about Texas, its electricity consumption is the highest among the U.S. states. If the state were an independent nation, its electricity market would be the 11th largest in the world. To set the story up, you should know that in 2002, Texas had isolated its power grid from the two major national grids in an effort to reduce power costs. This brings us to February 3rd. 2021, where severe winter storms caused a massive electricity generation failure, leading to more than 4.5 billion homes and businesses being left without power for several days. At least 210 people were killed directly or indirectly due to this. Some estimate the casualties could be as high as 702. Governor Abbott initially blamed frozen wind turbines and solar panels, but data showed instead it was a failure to properly winterize power sources. A report from 10 years earlier by U.S. federal regulators warned Texas its power plants would fail in sufficiently cold conditions. In other words, this was totally preventable. Some energy firms made billions in profit by being able to pass on high costs to consumers. Of note, an average megawatt hour cost $50. During this time frame, an average megawatt hour cost 9000 Some customers had signed up for a variable rate plan and found themselves facing over $5,000 in bills for five days of service during the storm. Some of them only found this out when their bill auto pay went through. On top of this, the price was held at a $9,000 cap for allegedly two days longer than necessary, creating $16 billion in unnecessary charges. And of course, they hurried to fix it. They did not. In fact, the opposite. On March 1st, Deanne Walker, the chairwoman of the Public Utility Commission, did resign and the governor appointed PUC Commissioner Arthur D'Andrea two days later into that position. On March 9th, 
DeAndre was recorded reassuring utility investors that he would protect their profits, that $16 billion in unnecessary charges. Later, this call was leaked to the press, and he resigned two hours after the call was leaked. Senator Ted Cruz also picked a very bad time to go on vacation, or a good time, depending on whose viewpoint it is, as he made travel plans to go to Cancun. He received condemnation from political allies and rivals for leaving a state during a crisis and traveling internationally during a pandemic. In March of 2021, the Texas State Legislature introduced a package of bills that would put measures in place to prevent a future power outage in extreme temperatures. This song is by Goldfrapp. It is called Strict Machine because she keeps saying wonderful electric. Hello, I'm back. Just your little ray of sunshine this Monday evening. Towards the end of February, influential French dance duo Daft Punk announced their split after 28 years. They will not tell anybody why they split, which makes us want to know why even more. And what could happen after 28 years where you're like, I've had it, that's it. (laughs) However, they are also a group that wears helmets on stage. So, I mean, if you found someone with a similar body type, we would never have to know. We could have all continued living the lie. March 2nd, Dolly Parton receives the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine that she gave $1 million to help develop. I wish I was that rich, where I could just fund things that I wanted to exist or wanted to exist faster. Ah, because I definitely have some ideas. On March 7th, Oprah Winfrey interviewed Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Megan alleged she was experiencing severe mental health issues and was unable to get the proper medical attention, and that she was subjected to racist treatment by the palace. I think England just decided that we're a very bad influence on Harry, because they're usually pretty tight-lipped about any issues that they may be having, but really celebrity or monarchy gossip was just so refreshing, like we got to focus on something else that didn't involve us that we could be distracted by. And I know we're supposed to appreciate that these are real people with real emotions and hardships and feelings, but it's really hard to see them as real people because we haven't had a monarchy in so long. So it still kind of feels like television or like reality television. And maybe it is just a little bit of reality television, who's to say, but we were distracted. March 11th, the digital artwork every day is the first 5,000 days, a digital collage by people with a non-fungible token sold for $69.3 million online. So NFTs kind of happened. Everyone is saying like NFT, Bitcoin. So firstly, to define Bitcoin, it is a digital currency, a decentralized system, meaning no banks are involved, that records transactions in a distributed ledger called blockchain. NFTs transform digital works of art and other collectibles into a -a one-of-a-kind verifiable asset that is easy to trade on blockchain. Why are people doing this? It's posited that some of the interest is from people who want to support the work of independent creators, and others are intrigued by the idea of taking a digital asset that anyone can copy and claiming ownership of it. 
they're just paying money for the novelty of it, really. So it, it would be like me coming up to you and saying, did you just use a winky face emoji? And the person being like, yeah. And me saying, I own it. The other person would respond with, what do you mean you own it? It's on my, it's on everybody's phones. Like we're using it all the time. How can you own that? I'd be like, I just do. And I'd be like, do I have to pay you to use winky face emojis now? And I'd be like, no. And if someone else was like, but I want to own it. I'd be like, you have to buy it. And I'd be like, but I'm using it. Like, but you don't own it. I do. (laughs) You can use it, but you don't own it. See, it's a weird thing. But if you're ever forced into a conversation about Bitcoin and NFTs, now you have a little bit of background information. Hopefully you can like defend yourself and like make them stop talking at you about it. I mean, that's really the goal, isn't it? (laughs) Make people who are very passionate about this go away. (laughs) Again, opinions expressed by me do not reflect the opinions of KSKQ. If you feel like you should like donate to community radio and you want to donate some Bitcoin or some NFTs, please feel free. We We would appreciate it, actually. So this song is by Daft Punk and it's called Something About Us. It might not be the right time I might not be the right one But there's something about us I want to say Cause there's something between us anyway We're still in March Still that first quarter (laughs) The cargo ship Ever Given got stuck in the Suez Canal It blocked the canal for six days and held up 369 other vessels. This prevented an estimated $9.6 billion worth of trade, which is still considerably less expensive than keeping the state of Texas's lights turned on for five days in a snowstorm. Egyptian authorities said technical or human errors may have been involved. Prior to this incident, the Ever Given had sailed through the canal 22 times without any issue. This occurrence exposed a need to investigate issues that led to an incident being the worst case scenario that many saw coming. Okay, so as I imagine it, they're at the the big ship building factory and some people were, we'll call them the voice of reason, the VORs, were like, this would totally get wedged if it turned lengthwise. Maybe we shouldn't make it so long. But then other people were like, then don't turn it sideways. But the VORs were like, okay, but hear me out, if it got turned sideways, and then the others were like, okay, fine, fine, we'll create a standard operating procedural manual, and we'll put a little SOP in there that says, don't turn the mega ship sideways in the narrow canal, and we're all good. Because we like bigger ships, we can ship more things, we can make more money, and so just take your manual and go. But then, and things were fine, but then the weather came and was like, I have arrived, it is I, your unlikely scenario, I do not care about your SOPs, I'm going to do a little, (laughs) and then bam, you have a ship that is turned lengthwise in a narrow canal. According to later reports, the weather may have had an accomplice. According to court documents seen by Business Week, the pilot and the second pilot were arguing like Waldorf and Statler from the Muppets to the point where the lead pilot even threatened to leave the ship. Like, don't make me stop this ship. Don't make me turn this ship around. Because I will. (laughs) You will not, actually. 
I think a certain somebody's future will include going on a workplace retreat where they'll do trust falls and work on their team building skills. They probably don't do that kind of thing over there. The ship itself was arrested on April 13th because apparently you can arrest inanimate objects and remained at anchor for three months before it was allowed to continue upon its voyage. Going to play Proud Mary by Tina Turner. Congratulations to the Ever Given for rolling down that Suez Canal and made the trip through the Suez Canal again. Well, we've reached just a little over the halfway point. This is Jennifer with Dream Infringement, and I have just been going through some of the events of 2021, a little bit of a year-end review. On May 7th, Russian ransomware attack on the U.S. Colonial Pipeline by the Dark Side Criminal Group stopped supply of fuel to half of the East Coast. It was the largest cyber attack on an oil infrastructure in the history of the United States. With the assistance of the FBI, they paid the requested ransom of 75 Bitcoin, or 4.4 million. 4.4 million? Ha! Ah. Maybe they should have tried hacking the power supply in Texas, because apparently that's where the big money is. On June 7th, the Department of Justice announced that they had recovered 63.7 of the bitcoins from the ransom payment. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission advised people who were frantically panic buying fuel to not fill plastic bags with gasoline or to use any containers not meant for fuel. In case you didn't know, let this be a public service announcement. Gasoline can dissolve certain kinds of plastic, leading to further spillage. If the gas is exposed to a spark, this highly flammable liquid could trigger a life-threatening fire. The dark side released a statement on May 9th that did not directly mention the attack, but claimed that our goal is to make money, not creating problems for society. So that really didn't work out then, did it? Two top female athletes drew attention to the importance of not just physical health, but mental health this year. On May 31st, Naomi Osaka pulled out of the French Open citing mental health after refusing to appear at compulsory post-match press conferences. It started with her posting on social media saying she wasn't going to do to the press after the game because they ask repetitive questions and make athletes feel less confident. And if corporations kept threatening that athletes had to do the press events or be fined and don't care about the mental health of their athletes, the athletes they depend on, she hoped the considerable amount she got fined would go towards a mental health charity. So the tournament people were like, just do the press or you'll get fined. And she was like, I consider it as paying you money not to do it so I can be happier. And they were like, no, but the fine, it's a, it's a punishment. And she was like, I keep hearing it as permission to decline something that is bad for me, therefore not a punishment and worth it. That didn't go over so well. So instead of just skipping the press portion, she withdrew from the entire event. She revealed she'd had problems with depression since 2018, that she's an introvert, deals with social anxiety, and that the press situation felt harmful to her mental health. 
Naomi is the highest paid female athlete in the world, so if she just walks away, things start to implode real fast. So few people in these kinds of positions of power would choose to walk away or even realize that they could, if not for themselves, because of pressure from those around them. Because the priority has always been on money or acclaim and not their mental health. Other athletes are beginning to challenge the belief that they are competitive machines. They are forcing the sports community to acknowledge that the pressures of competition, very few people can handle that and not be affected, and many of them are. Almost two months later in July, American gymnast and four-time Olympic gold medalist Simone Biles withdrew from the women's team final at the Tokyo Games, citing mental health reasons, also a case of the twisties, a dangerous phenomenon that causes disorientation mid-air. You may recall, Simone was one of the women who was assaulted by a gymnastics doctor previously. After realizing the impact of what had happened, she began to have issues with depression stating, I suppressed all this stuff for years and it just blew up. My body and my mind said, no, you need to take a break. Thankfully, I listened. I know in my heart it was the right decision. I know in my heart that she knows her body and her mind. If she feels it's dangerous, it's dangerous. She also felt it would be better for her teammates. She didn't want to risk a medal for the team when she wasn't able to compete capably. It's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because it shows how strong of a competitor or person that you really are. She was disappointed that at the end of all that training, she didn't get to compete. Bile said she felt relieved when people were supportive. That's the first time I felt like human, she said. Besides Simone Biles, I was Simone and people respected that. That's probably one of the first times in my career where I felt courageous and I felt like I got to speak up for myself. I definitely can walk away from Tokyo feeling courage, feeling at ease, and I did everything I could. And you know how people like to turn athletes into role models. So these people at the top, if they're addressing mental health issues and how to live healthier lives, there is a trickle down to the rest of society as a whole to try and take better care of ourselves inside and out and to make that more of a priority. Because when you don't, these feelings still exist. They don't go away. Just people find less healthy ways, more damaging ways to try and deal with them. And it doesn't just affect that person and their mental health. It affects their loved ones, their family, their kids. Imagine if your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents had access, knowledge to any of these kinds of things and how much that would have impacted the trajectory of your own life if they knew how to to cope with things in a more healthy way. Hmm? Hey, we're in June now. That's exciting. Uh, June 3rd. NASA launched 128 baby squid and 5,000 tardigrades to study the effects of spaceflight. And I wondered, why would you do that? And I have an answer. Squid have an immune system similar to that of humans. Fun fact of the day. NASA feels this experiment could support the development of protective measures to preserve astronaut health during long space missions. And I thought... 
Astronauts are in like the most secure isolation chamber ever. Why this immune system concern? Observations from Apollo missions showed that just over half of astronauts became sick with colds or other infections within a week of returning to Earth. Some have even experienced reactivation of dormant viruses such as the chickenpox virus. These are attributed to effects of microgravity on the immune system, in part due to abnormal activation of immune cells called T-regulator cells. Uh-huh. All right, so what are, what are these? What do they do? This is what they do. So when you're sick and you're starting to feel better, these T-regs, they show up and they're like, all right, everyone, show's over. You can go home. Nothing to see here. So once danger is over, they shut down the immune response because you need to stop fighting an infection when it's no longer there. But in microgravity conditions, they found out that the Tregs, okay, so imagine you get a cold and the white blood, the white cells and stuff, they show up, they're like, battle action engaged, fight, fight, fight. And the Treg is like, hey, hold up, false alarm, you can go home. There's nothing to fight here. No sickness. You can turn around. And they're like, ah, thanks, man. But in the meantime, there is sickness, and now there's no battle action plan to stop it. So that's what's happening, hence the weakened immune system. So there are 10 people in space right now, and so potentially when any of them come back, five or six of them will get a cold and chicken pox or something based on the information that I read. I feel like there's just such different priorities at play here. Like, I feel like the Earth needs some help in the immune system department. Does it not? Also, do the squid send email like the spinach does? They didn't say. This is a cover of David Bowie's song, Space Oddity, that was made by astronaut Chris Hadfield in 2013 while he was rotating around the Earth. The video is kind of cool because he's weightless in space and you can see like the, the Earth and all of these sort of beautiful stars and things around him. He later said that he got to meet David Bowie, and David Bowie expressed his admiration for the video and the cover of his song, and that was one of the most amazing things for him, beyond being in space. I guess it probably came in second. Here we go. This is ground control to Major Tom. You've really made the grave. June 26th brought the largest ever pileup in the Tour de France, caused by a spectator, a 31-year-old woman, holding a sign that said, Hello, Grandpa and Granny, in German. The sign clipped German cyclist Tony Martin, sending him tumbling into the path of the peloton, with dozens more falling to the ground. Several cyclists had to pull out of the race, including Spain's Mark Soler, who broke both arms. That's right, trained for years, set out to be a champion, returned home, not being able to use the bathroom by yourself. For, what, six to eight weeks? that the going rate for casts these days? The woman turned herself into police custody, 
days later. She was fined $1,357 and ordered to pay a symbolic one euro fine to France's Professional Cyclist Association. I wish more fines could be paid with symbolic money and an expression of heartfelt shame and regret. No word yet on whether her grandparents saw the tribute. I'm sure they appreciated the effort. Also in June, the U.S. intelligence community released a report about a series of mysterious flying objects that have been seen moving through restricted military airspaces over the last several decades. Release of the unclassified documents mark one of the first times the U.S. government has publicly acknowledged these strange aerial sightings by Navy pilots and others. The report examined 144 reports of what the government terms unidentified aerial phenomenon. Spicing it up a little bit with some different acronyms, investigators found no evidence that the sightings represented either extraterrestrial life or major technological advancement by a foreign adversary. Republican Senator Marco Rubio of Florida, the vice chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, said in a statement, For years, the men and women we trust to defend our country reported encounters with unidentified aircraft that had superior capabilities, and for years their concerns were often ignored and ridiculed. Which is a summary for, you gaslighted us, and I don't know if this trust can ever be mended. He continued, the Defense Department and intelligence community have a lot of work to do before we can actually understand whether these aerial threats present a serious national security concern. After all of that, the admission of unidentified aerial phenomenon, it ended up being a little anticlimactic. Do you think it was like news sleight of hand? Somebody somewhere was like, hey, release that, release that uh, alien report. You know, we, we need people to pay attention to something else beyond this other thing. I'm not sure what the other thing was, but, you know, little misdirection. They're like, here's a report that says stuff, but says nothing. Enjoy. I mean, it's feasible, right? June 27th, a heat dome envelops the Pacific Northwest, with Portland posting the highest temperature since records began. Siding was melting off of buildings exteriors are melting off of cars because this is not an area that's built to withstand such temperatures. Many people didn't have air conditioners because they hadn't had a need for them before. And there were emergency cooling shelters set up where people could go to cool down along with their pets. Those of us that did have air conditioners, we just stayed inside like the little climate change reactive vampires that we are now. Hopefully 2022 doesn't have, I don't know, what's worse than a heat dome, heat coliseum, the heat echoes, I don't know. Hopefully it's not worse. In July, a bunch of rich people started launching themselves into space, but they all came back. Sorry. It started July 11th. Uh, the first was billionaire Richard Branson. He flew to the edge of space on his Virgin Galactic rocket in a space tourism test. They flew over 50 miles above the Earth's surface and experienced weightlessness for eight minutes. On July 20th, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos went into space with an all-civilian crew aboard his rocket developed by his company Blue Origin. 
they were able to travel to space and back in under 15 minutes. And they spent about three minutes being weightless. And how do I say this without mm, saying it? His rocket, <laughs> the shape was very virile. It was a feat of endowment by science and engineering. That design had to be on purpose, right? Right? I mean, right? <laughs> uh, uh, September 15th, Elon Musk with SpaceX launches the first all-civilian space flight for a three-day orbit around Earth. On October 13th, William Shatner became the oldest person to reach space, traveling aboard Blue Origin's New Shepard rocket on a 10-minute flight. Now they're just all going to be doing it. Okay, but do you think that NASA's whole squid thing, maybe them looking ahead to some sort of space tourism uh, to deal with a potential rapid influx of civilians with bad immune systems returning to Earth, do you think they're connected? I am just wondering out loud. Meanwhile, back on Earth, in July, Oregon's bootleg fire happened. It was at one point so big it was generating its own weather patterns. Pretty much everything was on fire, but we so kindly sent some of our smoke to the East Coast because they did not have enough of their own. And we all have PTSD in some degree or another from the Alameda fire. It made for a very tense, very sleepless summer, especially on windy nights. August 30th, China restricts online gaming for kids under 18 to one hour on Fridays, weekends, and holidays, ordering companies to enforce this. Yes, making it someone else's problem to keep teenagers and children away from addictive online games. That sounds easy. September 13th, the infamous tweet heard around the world. Singer Nicki Minaj tweeted some interesting misinformation about vaccinations. She said, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His <clears throat> became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. This forced prominent officials to publicly debunk this information, including Anthony Fauci and the health minister of Trinidad, that the vaccine will not <clears throat> your <clears throat> on October 4th there was a global outage of Facebook and its apps including Instagram and WhatsApp for six hours and we were all left alone with our terrible Gen Z and millennial thoughts not being influenced or influencing anybody Bobby had to start a new group chat by text because we're more codependent than we realized. And I mean, we could have called each other, but who does that? We're not savages, you know. Then on October 28th, Mark Zuckerberg announced that Facebook will change its corporate name to Meta. Are these two events related? Perhaps. The metaverse is like a virtual world, but like you're still the same Cheeto finger encrusted greasy haired sack of laundry sitting in darkness in front of a screen, you know, it's just more fancier online. So I don't know how I feel about that. This is a duet by James Corden and Alanis Morissette with a updated version of her song, Ironic.
An old friend sends you a Facebook request. You only find out they're racist after you accept. There's free office cake on the first day of your diet. It's like they announce a new iPhone the day after you buy it. Isn't it ironic? December 5th. Two snotty-nosed hippos at the Belgium Antwerp Zoo have been placed in quarantine after testing positive for COVID-19 in what appears to be the first known case of COVID among the species. It remains unclear how the hippopotamuses contracted the virus. The zoo said that staff, including the hippos' handlers, had not displayed any symptoms and had tested negative for the infection. All right, you two, fess up. Mm, What have you been up to? Who have you been seeing? Hmm? December 9th, Saudi authorities disqualified 43 camels from the King Abdulaziz Camel Festival in what's being called the biggest ever crackdown on camel beauty contestants in history after Botox injections and other cosmetic enhancements were discovered. The annual month-long festival sees the most beautiful camels competing for $66 million in prize money, with jurors scoring the winner based on the shape of the camels' heads, necks, humps, dress, and postures. Using Botox injections, facelifts, and cosmetic procedures to enhance the camels' assets are strictly prohibited. However, Saudi authorities uncovered dozens of breeders gaming the system by using Botox to make the camel's heads bigger and lips droopier. Or hormones were used to boost muscle mass, while other body parts, uh, referred to tweet by Nicki Minaj, were inflated with rubber bands. Not the COVID vaccine. The club is keen to halt all acts of tampering and deception in the beautification of camels, the Saudi press agency said. An organizer will impose strict penalties on manipulators. Let that be a cautionary tale to you all. Nothing um, else hit my radar for the end of December. So yeah, we made it the whole year of random things. There's a lot more happening in the earth, but these were the things apparently I opted to talk about. I I feel like this is my audio time capsule. Can revisit it. I won't though, because it wasn't that fun the first time around. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. Anyhow, we've come to the end of the show. Doesn't it feel like it was so much longer? Like it was a whole year. Anyhow, thank you so much for listening to me rant, rave, and explain. No, seriously. Um, You can listen to past episodes of the show on any podcast playing apps like iTunes. Just type in Dream Improvement. And check out the KSKQ website for info on other shows and happenings at the station. Thank you so much for listening again. And see you next week. Or hear you next week. Or be listened to you by next week. (laughs) Listened by to you next week. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Or is it? Oh. Anyway, bye!